good evening and welcome to the Gunners World Podcast. Your host, me, Jizza, and Inch Practice. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm just watching the Brazil and Australia friendly on BT Sport. Um, just having a lovely evening. Okay, so hectic seven days. We've had the North London derby. The sign, the, yeah, exactly. The signing of Ozil, um, and um, the, the the reemergence of uh, one Nicholas Bentner. Um, have you seen the last seven days, mate? Oh, it's been madness, isn't it? I mean, uh, we've been through so many transfer windows over the last twenty years. Um, I suppose ten since Sky started making it into a, a game show. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember one quite as as tense or memorable as, as this one because uh, uh, you know if it wasn't for the Gazidis statement right at the beginning uh, before the window opened then it would have been pretty much like the last few windows where expectations uh, weren't so high expectations weren't high we knew we didn't have much money yeah. we expected him to get a couple of free players and then a couple for 10-12 million yeah. and um, if we didn't get what we wanted we weren't surprised exactly. we were used to being disappointed and also we were used to losing our best players you know? yeah. Yeah. I don't have to name them do I Song, yeah. Novan, Percy, Sesk etc but um, you know this window um, because because Gazidis said that we had money and we had a lot of money all of a sudden our expectations were ramped up significantly yeah and exactly. um, even if for a while we thought oh you know that's just him he's just you know trying to sell season tickets all of a sudden it comes out in every possible media outlet that we've bid 35 million on Suarez yeah. and before we even got to the 40 million and one pound I think that was pretty a pretty stunning amount of money yeah us you know that was yeah. You know, yeah. three times the previous um, record. transfer record yeah. right there, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, f- for that me, was the first signal yeah. of intent. But yeah. still, everyone were doubting. Oh, we won't go through with it, and it's just, it's just like, you know, a conspiracy. That was the thing that annoyed me. Everyone. Yeah. Got they're trying to do this to make to make the fans think we're going to buy someone, <laughs> and then they're just going to let us down. I mean, why? Yeah, we're putting in pointless, pointless bids here, there, and everywhere, aren't we? You know, um, exactly. It was a bit stupid. For me, um, yeah, definitely. All began with the whole Gazidis thing um, about you know we can we can we can compete with the likes of Bayern Munich and we could afford to pay Rooney and whatnot. You know, his wages. And I thought to myself, okay, all right. Well, it's all there in the accounts anyway. You've talked. You know, we've got the new deal and the deal's coming out next year and the Sky money coming in. So you're thinking, okay, there's actually there's actually meat. For once, there's actually there's actually evidence behind what he's saying. Yep. You know, I didn't actually think, yeah, that was actually a wrong move to say it. But looking back in hindsight, he should have just kept his mouth shut. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, because it kind of gave us a rod, gave you know, built a, a rod for them to for people to to hit us with, sort of thing. You know, you know why he, um, he felt comfortable saying it because he, he probably thought that we would he would say that, and then a month later we'd have two or three signings yeah. that that obviously validated his claim yeah. but, um, he didn't know that he would say yeah we've got loads of money and then we wouldn't actually spend it until half an hour before the window closed yeah. so but, all of that entire window he looked like a liar yeah. for the last 30 minutes the, the so, thing the thing is okay if that is the case then what is his relationship what is his working relationship with, with Wenger because is he Wenger's boss is he his, his, his what advisor is he, is he Wenger's uh, junior 
You know, for, to, to, to come out and say that and then expect, okay, you're going to make two or three signings before the end of the window. You'd expect, I mean, you could say, yes, we put in bids or, you know, we did make inquiries, you know, we, we agreed personal terms with Higuain, but I don't know, there just seemed to be, a, uh, for me, like, I don't know, there just seemed to be some, it just seemed to be unprofessional and amateurist and, you know, being led astray by stupid agents and representatives and whatnot. There was no sort of structure or rhyme or reason to what we were doing. Yeah, well, from what I understand, technically Gazidis is um, is the superior of Wenger. Um, but, of course, we all know in reality that Wenger has so much power at the club that, um, you know, the titles and, and, this, and the sort of uh, uh, company uh, structure is, is irrelevant, really, because... Um, what he wants, he gets, you yeah. know. Um, so it doesn't matter how many people he's got above him on, on the ladder. Yeah. Um, you know, he can do what he likes to a certain extent until the board decide to sack him, which they have no intention of doing. Yeah. So, uh, but when it comes to transfers, my understanding is that um, he decides which players he wants, um, and then Gazidis and Dick Law go out and try and get them. Mm. And if he can help in any way, like a phone call or a personal appearance at the player's house or whatever, then he will. And obviously, he made a long uh, phone call to Ozil and, uh, and that's what helped. Yeah. You know, and then with, with Aaron Ramsey years ago, he, he flew him and his family out to see him, didn't he, while yeah. he was commentating on the World Cup yeah. or whatever. So yeah. you know, he, he will get involved. Yeah. But apparently, the main responsibility is with Gazidis and Dick Law and there's probably one or two others we've never heard of as well. All right, OK, that being the case then, if supposing that is the case... You know, you, we, we, I was hearing or we were hearing, you know, uh, rumours that he's actually involved in how much we're prepared to spend on a player. You know, I, I remember reading somewhere that... Um, no, Wenger. Like, he was the one that was divvering on how much we should spend and, you know, and, and, and umming and ahhing and whatnot and changing his mind, you know, at the last minute. Um, and if that is the case... I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. It could just be just could be just internet media rumours. I don't know. But if that's the case, then I don't think it's a. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a very good structure having players. I think he should identify the targets and let Dick Law and whoever else deal with the actual. You know, agree thrashing out a deal. Yeah. With well, the that's that's um, how it used to work with David Dean. So mm. we're led to believe. Yeah. He just said that's the player I want. He left it to Dean. Dean came back a couple of weeks later with the player, yeah. and, and simple as that. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I, you know, I've got no idea whether it's any different now. I wouldn't imagine that he would particularly want to get involved in the negotiating stage, but I would imagine that before he starts, he would say to Dick Laura or whoever, I want this player. I, I don't think he's worth any more than, say, 18 million, so don't pay any more than that. Um, you know, and then it's up to them to try their best to do that mm. um, and then of course I suppose if it gets to you know 19 million they can say well look fuck it you know let's just get him anyway yeah. but uh, you know this is all speculation I've noticed yeah. blue hat works but yeah. you know when you think about it the window is open at the same time as the season is going on so I wouldn't have thought that Wenger has got the time to get involved in every to and fro of a negotiation process I mean it must involve loads of phone calls emails and all that shit so mm. Um, I imagine that, that Dick and Gazidis do it for him, but uh, yeah, it's difficult because he's he said a lot of things over the years in his press conferences that, that sort of contradict each other. Like, yeah. you know, there was that statement years ago where someone said to him, 
um, after Chelsea spent all that money, they said, what would you do if, if, if you were given £200 million? And he it's said, give it back. Yeah. So, so this, this sounds like a man that is not interested in spending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then he just bought Ozil for, you know, £42.5 million, which yeah. smashes the transfer record. Obliterates records. it. Exactly, and, and in the past he's also said, I'm not afraid to spend money, mm. but then contradictory to that, he's also said, um, no player is worth 50 million yeah. for, for that amount of money, they would have to score from the kickoff kick. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is before, of course, you know, the Ronaldo 85 million, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. You know, he, so he, on the one hand, he seems to be, when he says that, he seems to be looking for really good value, you know, and that's, and, and when he buys Cazorla for 12 million or whatever it was, that is exceptional value. But then, you know, so he looks like someone's looking for value, he looks like someone that wouldn't spend two hundred million pounds and give it back. And then he contradicts himself by spending forty two and a half million on Urzel. So mm. I think, well, what is what are his parameters? What are his uh, what is his sort of sense of, yeah. of what's good value and what isn't? Do you yeah, I don't think anyone would say that we've overpaid for him. Yeah. I don't think no, anyone I would say that, that was a small amount of money either. No. Do you think, though, if that opportunity hadn't presented himself, we would have gone into the season, transfer window closes with what we've got, without Ozil? Do you think there's a chance that he, we wouldn't have spent that, that kind of money? Because remember, on the Wednesday, Ozil said, I'm staying at the club. I know. Do I, I even watched the footage of him on Sky Sports, standing in front of an audience with a microphone, saying, I'm very happy yeah. here, not going anywhere. You know, so it was very odd to see that complete U-turn. Exactly. So I'm wondering if he, if he, if he, if he, if he'd stuck to his guns, Ozil stuck to his guns. You know, it seems as though. I mean, Di Maria said the same thing. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Benzema's uh, the darling of Perez, the president of Real Madrid. There didn't seem that there didn't seem to be many other or any other options to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? And I'm wondering. I mean, it's all academic now. We've signed him, and I'm and I'm over the moon. But I'm just wondering: was it the pressure? Was it was 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 a pressure applied from somewhere, or was it self-imposed, self-applied pressure from himself? He's like, you know, look, I, I, I want to go out and spend, you know, um, on a marquee signing. Actually, you know, the market is what it is. I've I've I've, I've accepted it. Let me go out and get somebody. I don't know. I don't yes, know. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've, my suspicion is that the money's burning a hole in his pocket. I mean, you're talking about a guy that before we bought the stadium, he did go out and spend what back then was viewed as a lot of money. On Wiltord. People like Vieira and Petit and, and all the rest of it. So he, he you know, and, and all these seasons he's had to make a, uh, a you know, a profit in the transfer window or a, or a break even or whatever because of the stadium. All of a sudden, we get the Puma deal and he's got God knows how much. Everybody disagrees, but it could be 80 million, 150 million, whatever to spend. I think he was desperate to spend it, and he and he tried to do that with Higuain and Suarez, and they managed to cock up the negotiation. But mm. I, I mean, I think that you know when he when he found out that Ozil was available, he, he didn't fuck about. You know, he no. put the money down. But why it happened on the last day, I don't know. But if that had got, if that had fallen through, I doubt if we would have been able to buy anyone else at that stage because yeah. there's half an hour of window left. Yeah. I don't know. If his original inquiry about Ozil was a week before it closed and they said no, I think he would have found someone. Don't ask me who, but... Mm. I think it probably wouldn't have been a, it, some of that money. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a marquee, so we can only be grateful anyway, we can only be thankful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going on, you know, uh, we could go on about that forever. 
Um, going on, on. I just, I just want to say. Yeah. Ozil. <laughs> fat, 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 fat. <laughs> oh, oh God, Mesut Ozil. Oh my word! I'll I tell you. Not to see that guy fucking play. You know what? I still, in a, in a way, I still can't. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'd have to. You know, I, I want to go down to the Stoke game, and I think it's only then when I see him, number eleven, red and white, um, that I can actually believe it. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, it's very just, difficult to believe. It is very difficult to believe. Very, very difficult to believe. I, you know, on the on 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 the on the website on the on the forum, I put in. You know, I did a I started a thread. Who are your top ten in the world currently? You know, and um, in my top ten, I put in Ozil. You know, um, and then Grabs Grabs said, you know, oh, if, if you know a week ago, you'd have been in no one's top ten. Don't know, maybe, maybe not. But Mourinho's come out and said he's the best number ten in the world. Ronaldo's spitting blood. Well, of course he is, because he, he's the one that, Ozil's the one that set up all those tackles. Yeah. So his, his goal tally now is going to be much lower than Messi's, yeah. which uh, I think is something that's very important to Exactly, him. and if you look at the guys, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really massively into stats, people, are, I'm, you know, um, but I, I did look at it, uh, his stats recently, and he's got the most assists over the last five years, so that's like the two seasons that were de Bremen and then the three seasons at, 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 at um, Real Madrid. You it's know. an obscene amount of assists. It's an obscene yeah. amount of fucking assists and I, I can't wait for him to lay it on the plate for, for all of our strikers. I mean, um, you know, whether you put him in your top ten or not, you can't deny those stats and you can't deny that he was the second best player at Madrid. At Madrid, yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, it's incredible to think that he would leave Madrid and come to Arsenal, mm -hmm. you know, a, a club that's a few rungs lower at yeah. the moment. Yeah. And, and and also it's it, it's it's doubly incredible to believe that we actually bought him. Exactly. You know, exactly. The people that, that don't want to spend money spent you know the, the the largest transfer in the Premier League. Exactly. So, this summer. I mean, uh, and 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 also you know uh, some people were saying of, of, on social media that um, you know nobody else was in for him. Well, that's a load of bullets because we know that PSG went in for him late. Yeah. You know, and he turned him down. So he's a man of his word. Well, everybody wants him, yeah. and there's a good few clubs that can afford him. If you yeah. think about all the oil-funded clubs, I yeah. mean, they, they would all have, have, have given their left nut to have him. Yeah. So it's a real coup. You know, it's got to be one of the best signings that's been made in, in the Premier League this, yeah. this window, without a right. doubt. Speaking of uh, oil money, I wonder what's happened to um, uh, Osmanov. Has he, has he sent any letters recently, do you know? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, no. I, I don't um, keep track of him very much. No. I mean, he keeps buying more shares every now yeah. and then, doesn't he? Yeah, there's some new shares that have been, a couple of shares that have been passing hands recently. But, you know, it, it, you always seem to hear from him in, at, at times of, 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 of um, in our lows, you well, know, in desperate time, times. Then. You know, but you never seen, I haven't heard, I mean, obviously we've not had many good times, but this is a, this, this is one we've just beaten yeah. Tottenham in a I think he'll go very quiet now. Yeah. Because yeah. it was very clever that he, you know, at that moment last time when everyone was, was sort of uh, hating on the club and mm. thinking, oh, they're never going to spend any money, he released a letter saying, look, if you let me uh, onto the board and you let me have a control, I will spend money. Mm. And a whole section of fans said, yeah, do it, do mm. it, get him in, for Christ's sake, mm. you know, which is understandable. And now that we have spent the money without him, um, I think that the, the sort of cries for, 
for Usmanov's help will die down quite a lot now. Yeah, I mean, he's not even obviously said well, at least, you know, at least the club is spending money now. I've, I've been tend, I've, you know, I've been crying out for them. We've all been crying out for them to spend money, but he hasn't come out and said anything. Anyway, that's by the by, I suppose. I just thought I just, I just, just, just asked that question. Anyway, on to the North London. Did you watch the derby then? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't miss that, mate. I tell you, I can, I, I can only imagine. I didn't go down there, but I did see it on, 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 on the Sunday. And I, and I would love to know how many people actually truly believed we would have beaten them. They're coming into our place with 107 or 110 million pounds worth of talent. We ain't spend a penny, you know. We're down to our bare bones and shit. You know, you look on the on 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 the on the um, match day live pre match predictions or whatever or comments and people were saying, you know, oh, you know, they're gonna we're gonna get our asses handed to us and whatnot and blah. There's only a few people that's actually said, yeah, you know, I think we can beat them. Mm. You know, and yeah, it's, because on the face of it. Um, it looked like a very one-sided, didn't it? Because at that point, we'd spent fuck all. Mm. We'd got Sonogo and Flamini for nothing. And um, we weren't even sure if Flamini could help us out by playing. Mm -hmm. and, and they'd spent £110 million, And in amongst that lot, there's some good players. Mm. And um, I just assumed that they'd, they'd field them all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm all out there, but it's only when I, I bumped into a, a spud at a barbecue and he said, oh, no, no, they won't because uh, this one's not fit yet and the other one's not eligible. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and then, you know, when it, got, when it got to the day, I thought, oh, Christ, they've only got, you know, two or three or four of these players on there. So, you know, uh, I, you know I'm, I'm not concerned. But if they were putting all of them on there, if, they, if Lamella was starting and all the rest of it, mm -hmm. then it, it would have been interesting. But even then, um, you have to say that for players who've who've been together for what two or three Premier League games, mm. um, there would still have been an issue with yeah. whether they would gel with each other mm. or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Obviously, we had our, our unit, our team had been together for a little while longer. They obviously last season's two games, they would have understood what yeah. it meant to the fans. You know, yeah. so well, the um, thing is, the thing is, you know. You could take two teams and, and one of them with arguably weaker players, but if they have better chemistry mm. and, and they they know where each other are without without even uh, having to look up, they'll win the game. Mm. You know, and it's as simple as that. As sometimes while we get, uh, you know, well, why why teams like Sunderland you buy eleven players each window? Mm. You know, they can get spanked by a so-called lesser team yeah. because those guys, you know, don't have to think; they're just on autopilot. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think if I think even Giroud said after the Tottenham game that um, you know we we can find each other with our eyes closed, yeah. uh, and he was referring to the cross from Theo, yeah. you know, um, and he just knew where to run and yeah. where the ball would, would be, yeah. so yeah. he could hit it. That, that that was the winning goal, so yeah. that says it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he started pretty well, hasn't he, this season? Um, he has, but that game I think was his best in an Arsenal shirt. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He's, he's coming out party, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really think so. I mean, you know, he he was. Um, all over the place, uh, you know, wasn't he? Winning balls in yeah. the air and torturing the defence. Yeah. He had that great spell where he uh, um, would would come back and win the ball like mm. a defensive midfielder. Yeah. And then he dribbled down the right wing and beat three players. You know, cut it back for Theo, whose shot wasn't good enough. But yeah. you know, it, it was just absolutely yeah. up for it. If it, in fact, if it weren't for their keeper, we could have. I mean, they had more. They had more. They had a greater. I, they had greater position, uh, amount of position in the match, but if it weren't for their keeper, we could have, you know, had two or three more. I reckon. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Loris had a blinder, and yeah. uh, you know, we should have, um, we definitely should have scored more. But um, one thing that, that stuck out from that game, which uh, really stuck in my mind, I don't think anyone's uh, mentioned on the forum unless I missed it, was that do you remember when towards the end we were fighting for our lives and uh, you know um, throwing bodies in the way? Mm, mm. At that point when uh, the ball bounced off the top of Giroud's shoulder, shoulder yeah, and he was defending, yeah, they they looked like about ten red shirts behind, on, yeah, on the line. Yeah. And I don't yeah. remember ever seeing that yeah. before. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you remember the, the famous days of, uh, the infamous days of Denilson. Yeah. You know, and people just, uh, him letting people stroll past. Ambling, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rooney or, and co having yeah. only two centre-backs to beat. Yeah. yeah. And smashing it in the back of the yeah. net. Now, all of a sudden, when we lose the ball, we go into two banks of four. Yeah. And uh, if they get through the first bank, all of a sudden... Well, in the North London derby, at least, <laughs> there seems like fifteen red shirts yeah. around the penalty box. It's yeah. just, it's just like a swarm. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't remember ever seeing that before. That's this is new. I don't know whether it's to do with bold or whether to do with the fact that you know this team are so determined, you know, to prove a point. Yeah. And so determined not to lose a game like like this, you know, the run at the end of last season. Yeah. This is what they do now. Yeah. And they would rather go 10 games of 1-0 to the Arsenal than uh, win 5-2. i tell you what, if it was a sales pitch for to get Ozil, it was one of the best sales pitches they've, 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 they've given in a long time, i tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Ozil watching that game, you know, and seeing what he's coming coming into and what we've got to offer. Well, the, the interesting thing about him as well is that, I don't know if you remember, but Rosicki and uh, I think a couple of other players um, put the ball through for Theo. Yeah. And there were three or four of them and, and they were all slightly behind him or slightly ahead of and him. I know exactly where you're going with this. Go but on. I, yeah, just <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if that was Ozil, exactly. it would be perfection. And he would have just, you know, Theo can hit him first time. Exactly. Not even think would, about it. We'd have won 3-0. But yeah. if he was watching that game, he'd have thought, oh, I would have got that through, through yeah. all right. Exactly. exactly. Funny enough, today I was watching um, some guy put on, on, on YouTube... Um, the best uh, uh, sort of a best Burkamp's moment from the from the invincible season, and so many of the clips were of him and his through balls, his death touches and whatnot. And I'm not saying that Ozil's anywhere near Burkamp in terms of you know um, talent and that, but just watching Ozil, you know that that guy he knows he, you know he caresses the ball. He's like a he's an artist on the ball. Do you know what I mean, Ozil? Um, I was watching him in the in the Germany and Austria game and. His touches, he's, he's so assured. He doesn't only make space for himself, he makes space and time for his teammates as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm thinking, Theo and Santi and and whoever else are playing on the wings, along with Giroud, they're going to fucking love it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They're going to fucking love it. Well, well, they're going to have chances yeah. to them on a silver platter. Exactly. Yeah. Not a half chance. They've got a stretch to, to control. It's going to be, you know, served up on a silver platter, and exactly. they'll have no excuse for missing them now. But uh, yeah, I wish I could have seen that uh, Germany game. It was on BT, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on BT Sport. I, 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 I don't have that, but I would have liked to to have seen him play. But yeah. it's funny you mentioned Burkamp as well, because a lot of people saying that in, in terms of significance, it, uh, uh, you know, the Özil sign is a bit like that. It is. It sends out a message to all the other teams that. It is. You know, this is where we're going now. This is what we, we're trying to do, you know. Um, and they said to Burkamp when he arrived, didn't they? They said, just get us into Europe, mate. Yeah. 
and he did. Yeah. So I wonder what they'll say to Ozil yeah, now. Exactly. You know, I mean, because, I mean, that leads me to another question: How you know? Can he take us to that next level, and what is that next level? Well, the obvious thing is winning trophies, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think step by step, you know, if, if we even if we only won the FA Cup this year, that would be the start of something. That would mm-hmm. be the springboard, because you know the last springboard that was meant to happen was when we were supposed to have uh, uh, won the Carling Cup final. Yeah. You know? And we, we managed to cop that up. Yeah, um, but, really. Uh, it, it was so damaging because that really would have given all the team belief and rewarded them for their efforts, you know. Yeah. And their one silly mistake and it was over. But, you know, I think that if we had won that Carling Cup, we would have probably gone on to win the FA Cup next season or something. Yeah. Well, you know? it that, I ended up seeing, didn't Nasri and, um, that was it 10-11, wasn't it? Was it 10-11 um, season? I think so, yeah. I can't remember yeah, the then, yeah. What was it eleven? I can't remember. Yeah, but I think maybe Nasri and and Clichy and so and so would all kind of jump ship by uh, in, in that summer. I could That's be right. wrong. Yeah, it was the misunderstanding yeah. Yeah. between Cassiani and Chesney. Yeah. And the ball bounced off his chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fell for the striker, and that was yeah. it. But yeah. it was such a cruel way to to lose that final. Yeah. And we deserved to win it, you know, in our run up to the final. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't to be. But yeah. maybe now the, the next level is just to win a pot, any fucking pot. Yeah. You know, just get get started, get on yeah. a roll, yeah. and, and then next season, you know, we, you know, maybe something else. Yeah. Well, for me, I hope to close that fifteen point gap to the top. I really want that close. I want that to be down to, you know, single digits. Yeah, single yeah. digits. Yeah. Well, be you know, nice. Everybody's saying it, mate, aren't they? That this is the best time for years because yeah. uh, the City have got a new manager yeah. and he's not uh, got his new players settled in yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Moyes is is trying to fill some very big boots. Yeah. He's got players like Rooney wanting to leave, and yeah. uh, it's Percy's also said that he doesn't like his training methods and whatnot, yeah. and so yeah, it's a bit. Exactly. Of... I mean, he's, he's getting. Too much into that, but still, just the fact that he's taken over such a big job, Mm. massive pressure on him that he's never had before. He's dealing with egos Mm. that he's never seen the like of. Mm. So he's not going to just stroll to the league. It's 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 never been this open. You know, Mourinho is um, is back, and you know he's he's a great manager and he's Mm. brought some phenomenal players. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to pick up where he left off in the league. Um, it's not as simple as that yeah. every year we, we I look at the league and I think it's going to be a, a much tighter league this season and I genuinely honestly think it's going to be a much tighter league this season um, it, just simply because you're saying the three new managers coming in you know um, now we've got Odesil I, I, I really hope that I, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we're going to win the league maybe if we can get if we're within striking distance come January mm. you know go out and get somebody you know another marquee signing in just to give them that boost do you know what I mean you know um, I'm not sure if we will get someone in January mm. because uh, you know Wenger hates buying in January and all of the best players are are tied up into long deals at that point the only way we'd get someone I think is if there was somebody that we were supposed to get on deadline day Mm. we left it too late and then after the window closed the club sort of had an informal agreement to Mm. just do it in January instead Mm. Um, you know which is probably what happened with Arshavin and one or two other players we've got in January Mm. that's the only way I can see us buying then otherwise I think we'll wait till next summer but the, the bonus is that next summer We'll have even more money to spend, and we'll be able to say to the, any players, "Look, you, now you can play with the likes of Özil, yeah. you know, amongst others." 
and well, that will be a more attractive proposition for yeah. them. I mean, we we yeah we we go we're going we're going three or four months of this season with Giroud, essentially our only striker. Really, yeah. um, he's going to take he's going to have to carry us to January. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's not great in that not, sense. No. And that, that's another reason why we might buy in January, just because the Denver Bar thing fell yeah. through, um, you know, with half an hour of the window left. And so we didn't have time to fall back on a plan C or D. Yeah. So we might have to, to, to look at it in January. Um, I'd love it if we did get someone then. Yeah. I because, mean, you know, if Giroud gets injured, yeah. we've got to, you know, we've got to use Podolsky up front, which is fine, except that he's injured at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if, if Podolsky's injured, then you're talking about um, putting Fiel uh, up front, who is. isn't really that um, that suited to the role. And, and failing that, you're looking at bloody Bentner. So, and Sonogo. Yeah, Sonogo, of course, who you know, doesn't look ready yet, although yeah. I've only seen a few minutes of him. Yeah. So, you know, it, it would be very sensible indeed, it would be very wise to get someone in January. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I'm not sure we need a marquee signing. I don't, like you say, not many marquee signings, uh, players are going to be available. In general, the only one I can think of is Suarez, and I wouldn't really want to go back to Liverpool in January, especially if they're up there and thereabouts. They're not going to want to lose him in no, January. Well, I, so. I think that they made their position pretty clear yeah. that they're not um, interested in selling him. Yeah. And I think that Rogers actually believes that Suarez is a better player than Bale, and he's probably got a point. Yeah. Um, and if and if Bale went for a hundred million euros, then what's Suarez worth? And he he genuinely thinks that um, you know a club will offer that mm. Suarez, and if they don't, uh, they can bugger off. Mm. That's that, that's his, that's his mentality. Mm. Is is like ninety million pounds or forget it. Mm. You know, um, and Suarez threw his toys out of the pram, and he was politely told to put them back in again, which yeah. I think is a bit of a miracle, really. Yeah. Yeah. Considering oh, yeah. he went to the press and made a big stink, yeah. they, they well, somehow I, kept him at the club. That's, that's some some clever negotiating. Yeah, I don't even think it's some. I think is I think I think his his lawyers or his representatives knew exactly what was in the contract, and they just took us for a ride. To be honest with you, there's no way Perry Guardiola or whoever represents him could have signed that contract or, or crossed the i's and dotted the t's on that contract and not known that. The only the the only stipulation was that we 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 are obliged to inform you of a forty million plus bid. There's no way the agents wouldn't have known that. I don't think. I think they were taking us. I think I think his representatives were taking us for a ride, and they wanted to see, you know, how Liverpool would react to a bid. Because I mean, I don't want to go over it because it's it's old news. It's old hat. But but you know. To bid forty million and a pound is fucking. It's a. It's, it's like, you know. It's. It would be funny if it wasn't our club, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Strange to say, oh look at those idiots, Chelsea. Yeah. But it wasn't them. It was us. You know what I mean? We're on poor advice, and as you say, we're being taken for a ride. And I think that that Liverpool, their their owners were very strong about it, and they were never going to sell yeah. to a rival. You know. Yeah. And we are a rival of theirs, despite finishing you know, three places above them or whatever it was, and, and they, they will not sell to us. I think if Madrid went for Suarez instead of Bale and paid the same amount of money, they'd have they'd have taken it yeah. even a week before the window closed and yeah. said thank you very much. But yeah. um, they wouldn't take 40 million from, from a rival. No. That was never going to happen. Yeah. 
no. So, so yeah, let's see how we go on. Get up, you know, until we get up to January. Personally, I'm glad. I, I hate the diet. I know you are. You've made your point very, very clear I, on, the, on, on the fella. Honestly, I mean, all of the classy players that we have at the club that are, you know behave themselves on the pitch and off the pitch, generally speaking, um, and then you get that nutter. It just, it just, oh no, it's like someone pissing in your beer. I'm not having that. I'm just not having it at the club. But all that being said, though, Inch, I mean, he's obviously talented. You know what I mean? He's he he's you know people said he's only had one good season. He hasn't had one good season. He, from the Jan, I think he when he came in in January or whenever it was with 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 um, Carroll, he's the one that fired them into Europe. It was his goals that fired him into Europe. And then last season he had a fucking stellar season. Look what he did in that goal against uh, Newcastle when he controlled it on his on his shoulder and took it around the keeper. I mean. He's brilliant, you know, you'll get no argument from me on that, but my point is always the same. What's the point in having one of the best players in the world if they, you know, they come to your club, they can't play for the first few games, and then five games later, they bite someone else, and then this time, instead of getting a 10-game ban, they get a 20-game ban, you know, just to just to really make sure that, you know, um, he gets the message. So you, you've spent whatever it would turn out to be, let's say 50 million, on someone that's missing for most of the season. You know, I I just can't see the point in that. You've got this guy who's brilliant on the pitch, but he can't go on the pitch. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, that was exceptional circumstances that he got he got done. I mean, I I I see I, I see your point, but I just don't know. But the reason the reason that the reason that he got ten games in the first place is because he had he had previous. Mm. You know, he he was involved in the racism. Mm. You know, he was involved in in diving and all kinds of other cheating and handballing in the World Cup, you know, and he had form and um, they made an example of him. Instead of giving him whatever it should have been, they gave him extra because this wasn't his first offence. Mm. So you can imagine what his next, this is what I'm saying, this is what his next uh, uh, punishment would be. It wouldn't be 10, you know, they'd say, well, we gave you 10 and you're still a nutter. This time we're giving you 15 or 20. You know what I mean? They would keep raising it until he got the message I know I, I hear what you're saying though but but Inch don't you think that somebody like Wenger would have would have been able to sort of you know settle him down I mean look at the characters that Wenger's inherited in the past you know he's, he's inherited I mean I know uh, Tony Allen had matured by the time that Wenger had come to the club but he had um, he had a wayward um, he, he, you know he brought, he brought in a wayward um, Van Persie who was who was a fucking head case when he, when he when, you know when he when he when he got when he when he left um, Holland, you know, he's he's dealt with you know Mercer and he's dealt with all right. Anelka was. I don't think it was so much Anelka. I think it was more his brother and his people around him, you know. But he's dealt with difficult characters in the past. Yeah, you're not yeah. the only one to say that. But mm. my my point uh, uh, was always to counter that was that when he was in Holland, uh, Suarez, he bit someone. And when he arrived at Liverpool, all the Liverpool fans said, oh, don't worry, Rodgers will sort him out, Rodgers will calm him down, you know, and then he bit someone again. Yeah, so you can't compare Rodgers. If we said the same yeah. thing, you know, we'd look as stupid as, as those guys did. Yeah, I mean, OK, but you can't really compare Rodgers as a, as a, as a personality, as, as, as an authority figure to, to someone like Wenger, who's had vast experience in handling top stars. You know, yeah, I'm sure, okay, I'm I sure... I'm I, sure I, just, I, don't, would... I can't see it. Mm. You know, I can't see it. Yeah. But I just think once a nutter, always a nutter. Mm. You know, and that guy, he doesn't look, show show any signs of calming down. You know, when, when he comes back for Liverpool, 
I, I will give you a tenner, mate, if, if he if he goes the whole season without getting banned, red carded, you know, sent off, sim, booked for simulation. I mean, it, it's just in his blood. <laughs> All right, yeah, right. But I mean, if he, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd be surprised if he does something outlandish again. You know, I would be surprised if he does something outlandish again because he, he looks like he wants to play football. He's, you know, even for his own sanity, he, if he wants to get away next summer to who, to wherever he want, it is he wants to go. He's got to show that he can stay on the pitch. He's got to show. I mean, you know, he's got to he's got to show that at least that he can keep a lid on it. But anyway, that's, we, we, you know, that's, that's a sensible yeah. uh, approach. Yeah. But how long he can keep that in mind for, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, moving on to uh, my 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 mate Bentner. Who I, you know, um. To be honest with you, I thought, I thought, fucking hell, we got shot of him finally. You know, I, I don't know why we hadn't, you know, earlier. I mean, looking back in hindsight, that's just as well that we hadn't got rid of him. But I, you know, we paid off the Nielsen, we paid off Santos. I was thinking, why the fuck can't we pay off this guy? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. give him his three million, let him, you know, let him do what he wants to do. You know, yeah. then um, transfer deadline day, I see him driving into um, Beckenham. Um, to go into the Palace training ground, and then 15 minutes later, he's driving out again. I was thinking, fucking hell, what the fuck? You know, and um, the shortest negotiation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then he, he's back here again. You know, he's back here again. And, and to be honest with you, he's made that statement, and I thought to myself, at least because up, up until then, I didn't want anything to do with him. To be honest with you, I didn't want him anywhere near the club after you know the shit that he come out with about you know our club and. You know, just being so disrespectful, I just thought, you know, fuck him. He's not even all that anyway. Fucking Antonio Conte said he came, he was fat, he was unfit. He was, you know, I think he only played a couple of games for Juventus. Yeah, you know, he was injured uh, for most of the time at Juventus. Yeah. And then when he came on, he obviously didn't impress. Um, and, and then he, by the time he came back to us, he still had some other injury, which he's just had surgery on. So he's he's unfit. He's got a bad attitude. You know, it, it's all pointing in the wrong direction. You know, but unfortunately, we're in the ridiculous situation where we, we failed with, to get a striker. We failed mm. on the Denver Bar thing. So he has to be a backup option. Yeah. But you know, I, I think that by the time he gets fit and ready to play. We'll either have uh, bought a striker in January, or Podolski will be back, in which case we won't need him. So uh, I think it could all just be, uh, uh, you know, academic at the end mm. of the day. I don't know if he'll, he'll even get any minutes for us, but I'd be amazed if he comes on and gives 100% with all of the comments he made in the past about how I will never go back to that club yeah. like done him some terrible wrong. Yeah, well, but you know, he did come out the other day and make that statement about you know he's he's here, he wants to contribute, to, you know. To uh, you know, to us uh, fulfilling our objectives and whatnot. So I'm thinking, you know, should I let bygones be bygones? Should I just leave? You know, should I just? He's here. You know, he's an Arsenal player. If he comes on, wish him. You know, at least hope that he does something positive for us. You know what I mean? Well, it'd be a waste of time to boo him, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, you might as well hope he scores. And if he if he does. Uh, you know, put in a shift and he ends up scoring a goal, then he'll change people's minds. Mm. And, um, you know, um, uh, you know, everybody loves a goal, don't they? And if mm. he scores a couple of goals, he'll be, uh, I'm sure, will be forgiven pretty quickly. But uh, in the back of our minds, we all know that however many goals he scores, we'd rather he fucked off and we got somebody yeah. in who's really excited to be there, yeah. you know, not someone that's been trying to leave for two yeah. or three seasons. Well, it's, it's in his best interest to actually have a good season because obviously it's World Cup season. 
I don't know where he fits in with the whole Denmark setup, but um, you know, he needs to. I would imagine that he's looking at this and thinking, right, this is. I better knuckle the fuck down here. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm going to miss one of the biggest occasions of my sporting life. So, I'm hoping that we, you know, we we get the benefits out of it. You know, yep. but um. Well, he hasn't got a lot of choice, hasn't he? Because no. he's the one that's apparently got these huge wage demands and not being able to find a permanent move for for years on end. Um, and now that it's all gone through, he's got no choice. He can either, you know, sulk in the reserves, or he can, or he can put a shift in. Um, you know, and even someone as arrogant, deluded as him, must realise that in a World Cup year, he's got to, he's got to get fit. Mm. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that space anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so, do you think we have enough to get us by to January? Do you think we? Do we you know, do you think we can um, continue to form? I was looking at our fixtures, and you know, apart from the Dortmund uh, Champions League back-to-back games, we've got a run of pretty all right fixtures. You know, we've got the Swansea's, the Norwich's, the Palaces, yeah. the West Bromwich Albion's, and I think you've got the the first away game in, 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 in Dortmund and then you've got another home domestic game then you've got um, I think you've got Dortmund at home and then we've got Man United straight after that and then a few weeks later we've got Liverpool so I think September and October for the main part we should really be looking to collect maximum points I would imagine you know um, and yeah. what with the feel good factor of um, one you know Ozil to the Arsenal I yeah. think um you know, we should we should be expecting to, to, to pick up some points there. But yeah, I think so. I mean, what I like about it is even before we bought Ozil, the team spirit was huge, you know, and um, the way that we played against Fulham and the way that we played against uh, Hotspunk, you know, I mean, uh, there's not never been a bigger demonstration of team spirit than that, you know. We go forward and attack, we have enough chances to win the game, we score a goal, and then we absolutely, you know, f- fight a battle. Mm. Every man, you know, um, to the last, just absolutely backs to the wall and making sure that they they can't get a goal. You know, that was that was team spirit, you know, in, in its uh, purest form. So even before we got Urzel, the team spirit was great. Now with him, they've all been given a bit of a, a lift. So um, who knows how far that carries? Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking on the site. Um, who do you think? I mean, at the moment, you'd say that Ramsey's a shoeing, isn't he? we've now got a real headache haven't yeah. we because, uh, a good a happy headache yeah, a very happy headache yeah because is it Ramsey and Jack um, you know is it is it uh, Ramsey and Arteta when he comes back you know um, it's, there's so many combinations now um, and no one really deserves to be dropped mm. so I think Ramsey on current form is fairly undroppable because his engine is unbelievable and he's on the best form of his life. Yeah, it's amazing, Ramsey, when you think about it. Because last season, when he was bad, he was really bad. He was I mean, rot- he's been rotten since he's come back, hasn't he? I mean, up until the second half of last season, he's been fairly 
rotten since he'd come back from that injury. It wasn't just bad, mate. He, he actually cost us goals yeah. because he kept doing the same thing where he'd take the ball and he'd look up and he mm. wouldn't see a pass. Yeah. And by the time he thought, oh, I think I'll pass it over there, someone had nicked the ball off him. Yeah. He was so ponderous in yeah. possession. Or he'd do and, some and stupid Hollywood flick or some back heel or some well, shit like that. Well, the thing is, he didn't, a lot of the time, he didn't even get that far. He'd just yeah. be looking around, looking around, and then next thing you know, someone's picked his pocket. Mm. And that doesn't matter if you're in the final third, but he kept doing it in front of the back four mm. and, and people would just run off with the ball and score mm. you know we actually dropped points from his dithering mm. and that's what made me so angry and what made me even more angry was that he was starting ahead of Rosicki you know mm. it just did my head in and mm. um, you know I, I really would have been quite happy to see him leave really I, I, I always I've always sort of been of the because I remember when he first came to the club and the stuff, you know, I, I, I remember writing a thread, writing a thread saying, you know, is he the heir apparent of Chess Fabregas? Because some of the stuff and the confidence he was playing with, you know, remember when he first came on the scene at Arsenal, you know, Wells were looking at him as the, he was their, you know, he was their messiah ahead of Bale in terms of the Wells set up. It was nothing, Bale was nowhere... You know, he was he he wasn't the leading light at Worlds. It was it was always Ram Ramsey, and then looking at his early performances for Arsenal, I just thought, you know, we've really unearthed this gem. No wonder, you know, we 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 um we pulled out the stops to 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 to, to make sure we got him into the Man United. You know what I mean? Like you know, like yeah. you said, Wenger took it, brought his family to the to the World Cup. You know, yeah, um, I, can, I can understand that, and he did look tasty when he first arrived. He obviously had technique. Um, you know, and um, then after a while, he grew a bit of um, tenacity and muscle as well, and mm. started charging him with slide tackles. So, just before he got injured, he was on great form. But the trouble is, since he came back, his form has been so inconsistent, mm. and and in some ways seemed to get worse and worse. Yeah. I don't know what the problem was. It was obviously some sort of mental mm. issue yeah. because it just seemed to have resolved itself mm. like like that over the summer. Yeah. Um, and he's come back pre-season looking a million dollars yeah. and he, he looks like a totally different player now yeah. it's unbelievable I haven't seen him been ponderous on the ball once yet yeah. he's yeah. not been caught in possession he shields the ball properly yeah. um, you know if, if there's no one to pass to he'll just he'll just turn away from players you know and um, and do a little Fabregas type turn Rosicki mm. type turn a little 360 and, and find someone else to pass to he's just everything is is going through him he's all over the place and his stamina is unbelievable yeah he's always had that I mean what I don't think I think what didn't help him was Wenger pushing him to pillar to post playing on the right wing and so on and so forth I think sometimes I've seen him on the right back and whatnot, and I've been thinking you're not really helping the boy here do you know what I mean yeah you know, you know, you, you know he's, I don't know what his thinking was um whether pushing him out onto the right wing, you know, he's kind of out of the limelight. He's out of the he's out of the thick of it. You know, he's he's, he's not as likely to make mistakes or whatever. I don't know what the thinking was, but I don't think it really helped him. Um, you're saying that you saw a difference in him this summer. I I'm, I saw a difference in him since like the spring of last season. I started to see that he was. He did change towards the end of last season, but even when he was um, better, he still didn't look like he does now. No. I mean, for the first game of pre-season, he has been absolutely yeah. on fire, yeah. brimming with confidence. And well, at the end of last season, he he cut out the mistakes, but yeah. he still didn't look that comfortable. Yeah, I think it's just been a gradual process. And then, like you say, he's, he's come back in the you know, pre-season. He's, he's decided, you know, you know, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a run for it. Cause I remember um, Theo said that you know when he saw him coming, you know, when he came back for pre-season training, there was a difference in him. He bulked up. 
you know he was he looked more assertive more assured of himself you know what I mean um, and, he just, he just, he's just in one of those uh, moods where yeah. it's like give me the ball everything I do with it is going to work every pass is going to come off every touch is going to work I mean I hate to use the old Wenger cliche but he is like he is like a different player it's unrecognisable and yeah. uh, with him you know um, on, on fire and Jack starting to come back you know soon we'll have Arteta maybe even Diaby for God's sake you know and then we got Flamini as well so yeah. we've got loads of good midfielders now yeah I mean the Flamini yeah. signing was I think was a was just astute I mean, I mean it was opportunistic in that from what I understand, he wasn't looking to sign him. He was hoping to get a defensive midfielder in, but you know, for me, he just showed him, look, you know, I'm here. I'm ready to do a job. Yeah. When he came in, when he came on, um, in this, you know, for for Jack, yeah, he was. You could tell he was using all that experience, all that for it, because he knows more than most of them what North London derby is all about. You know, he was cajoling, telling people where to go, get forward. He was, I remember he was saying to Rosicki, stay forward, stay up front, leave the defensive work to me. You know, um, his just presence and his, his tenacity. We have, I think we've lacked that tenacity. Mm. In it's been the said many times before, but the, the best teams have a blend of young and old. Yeah. And, um, you know, the fact that, the, you know, one of the, one of the olds... Um, has actually played for us before, and uh, you know knows what the club is about. Is a bonus. Yeah, you know? and, and and I think you do need as I think who said it was it Didier Deschamps. Somebody said, I think it was Cantona said about Didier, Didier Deschamps. You need a water carrier. Yeah, we've got all the Hollywood players, the ones that you know go forward and do all the flicks and passes and whatnot and blah blah. blah. But he's definitely a water carrier, and you need that. Yeah, you he know. just wants someone to break up the yeah. play, win the ball back, give it to the technical people. Yeah. Give it to the attacking midfielders. Let them go and do what they want. Exactly, you know? and, and and I do feel that hopefully that we've got enough, we've got enough variety in our in our squad now that we can use horses for courses. Mm. So when we're coming up against the Stokes, where we need you know a bit of grit, a bit of determination, we, we've we've got enough, you know, players on form that we can pick a good midfield because I think at times last season we were just we had no other option but to play. No. And the thing is, as I said, I just listed all the midfielders that we have, and that was without any of the attacking midfielders. Mm. Um, and and it, it's depth for the first time in years. It's good depth. Yeah. It's not depth with stocking fillers. Yeah. You know, like Wilson and Santos. Yeah. You know, it's like every person in that uh, bunch of midfielders I just named is quality. You know, um, it, it, it's not like sort of uh, there's a couple of 18 year olds mm. in there, sort of. You know, making up the numbers. They're yeah. all good players. Yeah. So it, when we get to the um, the sort of parts of the season where you get massive fixture congestion, mm. you know, around January and stuff, um, we're going to be able to get through it. We're going to be able to rotate. You know, and if if someone gets injured uh, in the Carling Cup, fine, someone steps right in. You know, FA Cup. You know, it's it's competing on four. Four competitions every mm. year. Um, it's tough, you know. And and now I feel like we've got some depth. Yeah. Obviously we we're still short of a centre back. Yeah. And we're still short of a striker. But um, you know maybe these problems will be resolved soon. Who knows? Yeah. Any uh, do you know any idea on when Vermaelen's due back or anything like that? Um, I I think I heard that he was starting to train again, but not full training. Mm -hmm. he's, he's starting to work with the ball, but I I don't know exactly. Uh, 
what that means in terms of time. But I tell you what, speaking of time, you realise we've been chatting for almost an hour, mate. Are you serious? Yeah. This is what, <laughs> this is what it says on my iPad. And I, whilst I've enjoyed every minute of it, yeah. I'm just wondering whether the Gooners World members are going <laughs> to... You're actually gonna gonna be able to listen to us droning on for an hour without falling asleep. All right, all right. Let's uh, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. So when you when you do when you when you go down to another game, then when are you gonna um, well, help me up for a jar. Difficult now that I um, now that I have a, a baby, but mm. uh, I've got to go to Stoke actually to see uh, to see uh, a podiatrist. So mm. um, if I can get it to to coincide, maybe I can go to Stoke. Um, I also had someone the other day say that they might lend me their box. Uh, they've got a box at the Emirates. So we shall see. We mm. shall see. The thing about a box is it takes so many people that if they did lend me the box, I could take the wife and the kids. So mm. there's no excuse not to go then, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to try and get down to the uh, Stoke game on Saturday after next. Um, yeah, I think we've got Sunday in the way next week, haven't we? And then Stoke at home. So, that sounds right. Yeah, so I'm going to try and get down there. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up. Um, yeah, it's been a hectic seven days. Hopefully, we 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 come through the international period with no no injuries because we always get cursed by the injuries, don't we? The international injury um, thing in my jig, and hopefully come back by next Saturday and do do a do a number on uh, Decania. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think he's right for the plucking at the he moment, is, isn't he? Definitely. <laughs> He's bought too many players. Yeah. They're, they're not uh, listening to what he says. They, they can't fucking understand him for one, can they? Good spanking there. Yeah, they can't understand him for one. I couldn't understand <laughs> what he's saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so hopefully we get three points over there. All right then, Inch. It's been a, it's been an experience. Good to talk to you, mate. The All G right. motherfucking E. -E. <laughs> All right, then, pal. We'll see. I'll see you soon. Um, and that has been a Gunas World podcast. Good night, guten tag, and um, sayonara. Yep, see you later, mate.